Welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 70. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And yeah, now, I, yeah. I can't but help notice, Jimbo, that um, we can't see all of you. Or we can just about see the bottom half of your face, but not the top half. Uh, and we, we can see a surprisingly uh, large amount of your um, your kind of nether regions, really, I suppose. Is it is it like, because I'm, I'm do, I, do I seem a bit like Terry Wogan of points of view of uh, yesteryear? When he were kind of showing, years ago. showing too much of his uh, too much of his middle middle section, uh, is yes. that kind of what's going on? Yeah. So what's what's happening? Why why are you on a such a such a high chair? Well, obviously, I've had a few chair issues over the last few weeks. Where I got a new chair, and then I got the new chair taken off me, and now I appear not to have a chair again, or okay. I have a different chair this time. So so I don't know what I don't know what you know. I'm just a bit annoyed because every time I get a new chair, it gets taken off me. So I'm now stuck on this bar stool. Well, is that bar stool rejected from a pub that are no longer allowed to have bar stools? Exactly, yeah. So if you want to go to a pub, you're not allowed to sit <laughs> at the bar. They've actually got rid of. So you've got going and nabbed another chair that you found presumably at the side of your house somewhere. Is this a little bit inconvenient? It is, yeah. Do you want to? Are you yeah. able to swap back to something else? It's fine. I haven't really got. I've got, I have actually got my old chair. So. Well, smoothly does it. So what a what a great start to this episode uh, that is. Uh, so we've obviously got a subtitle for this episode, which is episode 70. And I believe the subtitle, am I right, Jimbo, is Club Covidana? It, it is cl- Club Covidana. And uh, oh, Club, uh, club it, Covidana out in the sunshine. <laughs> so you're going to sing it in the style of Liam Gallagher by the looks of it. <laughs> no, we're back now. Is that all right? Is that better? That's all right. Okay, yeah. So Club Covidana, because of course it is now... Um, the pubs have reopened. Have you been to a pub yet? I have not been to a pub yet. My local pub has not reopened yet. Um, no, it hasn't, has because it? They want to leave it another another few days, or they'll, they'll open next week instead. Yes, yeah, so fi- this week. Fingers on crossed. When you week fingers start. crossed, they will be. But I think I'm going to be one of the people who I'm going to just take it steady because I kind of I'm looking forward to going back to the pubs, but I'd like the proper experience at the same time. Don't know if you you feel the same about that. Uh, yeah, I suppose you're a bit more on edge if all of a sudden you have to change what you're doing if you can't stand in the place you want to stand, if you yeah. have to walk in the front door and go out the back door and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it will be different. I suppose there'll be some people who just like to have the ambience and the, the surroundings of being around other people again. So, perhaps I suspect some people would be that keen to drink inside. They'd be nervous and we'll just carry on doing that. I don't know. Sh- shall, we ju- shall we just have the actual song then, shall we? Go on, let's, Let- let's play the song. Here we go. Let me take you to a place where we wear masks on our face And order drinks from our phones Where friends look and shake your hand It's sanitizer wonderland And now we'll queue to the bar Club Covid on a drinks on me Wear your face mask, keep a safe distance apart Drink and watch out for disease the drink the craft ale, it's from Wuhan. Club Covid on a drinks on me. Wear your face mask, keep a safe distance apart. Drink and watch out for disease. The drink the craft ale, it's from Wuhan. <laughs> So that probably nicely brings us on to drinks, doesn't it? Which uh, we need to uh, get get opening on with. So what are you going to be drinking in Club Covidana? Covidana, um, well, Covidana. after on Monday when I had some Hobgoblin uh, from the Winchwood Brewery, uh, a legendary ruby beer, guess what I've gone for today? 
Uh, give it, give it its club covidana. A bit more something, a bit more different. A Some, bit, um, even you have you know, got a cocktail? Yeah, have you got a cocktail? That's what I'm going to say. Uh, no, I've got Simon again. Oh, all right. Um, I've got uh, I've I've got a few cans that need drinking, so it was actually quite nice. So um, yeah, going for exactly the same drink. Um, Hobgoblin, traditional ruby beer, cro- brewed with roast malts, well balanced, rich, smooth taste, mm-hmm. full of mischievous character. A bit like us two, Jimbo. Well. Ex- Except ignore ignore the rich and smooth taste bit, but full of mischievous character, certainly. Great of you to find a different beer for the podcast, for sure. Well done with that. Well, you, there is no requirement <laughs> to have a different beer every time. It's all well and good you getting getting twenty four different beers delivered to you because you left your because you changed jobs at work and they went and gave you that as a present. <laughs> so I had quite a strong one last week, didn't I? I had night that night shift, which was a um, a black IPA, and this week I've I've just I picked this is the one I put in the fridge, and I probably wouldn't have if I realised how strong it was actually, seeing as it's middle of the day. Um, but this is another six point five. So this is a six point five percent of this one, um, and it's called Hop Pod, which oh. I which is quite good for a podcast, isn't it? I suppose. Uh, again, it's another IPA um, in hops, we believe, and it's from the Dogma Brewery, which I think I've heard of before. Um, it's an Indian pale ale, and it is brewed in, I'm not sure, the Dogma Brewery, but where that is, I've heard of it, um, struggling to work out exactly where it's where it's from. But there you go. As with these things, I normally find out about five minutes later. But Have you ever thought what you could do is actually look, look at the can before. before the episode starts got, and then find out where it's brewed? Got a lot on, Fisher. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was struggling at a great height before the podcast, if you remember the way we started it. So anyway. You've got, you've, you've got a better elevation to look down on the can, though, haven't you, and see where it's, <laughs> where it's from, where it's all about. So anyway, um, there we go. What have you been up to? Um, I went for, went for a walk. Actually, I've got a donut here uh, that I'll eat at some point during the episode. Uh, Krispy Kreme. It was my wedding anniversary. Um... Funnily enough, on the same day as my wife's wedding anniversary, it's how it happened um, during this week. And uh, my wife very kindly uh, ordered some Krispy Kreme donuts uh, nice. for us that was delivered to the house. That's very nice of her. Very yeah. nice. Um, we went for a walk to the uh, to a local reservoir. You know what it did? Chucked it down with rain. Every time we go there, it rains. So, yeah, that's just one of those things. Can't control the weather, can you? Well, no, you can't. Um... What I did find out, what I did find out, actually, if you've got the Krispy Kreme box, um, have, you, have you been on Zoom where you can mess around with the backgrounds. Uh, yes. Um, and it's great fun doing that. It'd be great if we out... could just go like this, and then just, yeah, you know, that's well, not being we're... live. We can't do that. Uh, well, we are live. Yeah. But we're not on Zoom. We're on Skype. Yeah. And Facebook and all that sort of streaming stuff and whatever. What I found out <clears throat> is that um, if you move a bit, you can kind of disappear on the oh, background, right, yeah. and you'll, you'll d- disappear off. Uh, but what I found out is that if you've got the Krispy Kreme box, and you open it up, and look through the film, the film will hide you on your Zoom background, and you'll disappear. That's clever. Live on screen. I was, quite I, impressed. I was hoping you were going to say your head turns into a donut or something like that. No, it's not quite that advanced. It's just a bit of <laughs> film, and uh, you, you can disappear yourself, which I was quite impressed with. Yeah. I, was, I was on a quiz on Friday night, which we came last in, um, which was a bit annoying, but never mind. It's, it's, all part, it's, it's, all, it's all the fun of taking part of it is the thing, not the, not the winning. Kind of. Um, so we, we, <laughs> if we, we, we if came... only we took that attitude with our quizzes to each other on this podcast. Well, it's the it's the it's the taking part or the the desire to do well. Yeah. Because we normally do historically quite badly on these quizzes, don't we? We do. So yeah, I'd, I'd, for our Zoom background, uh, me and Vicky put a, a pictures of ourselves behind us on the settee, and then started the Zoom, and we sat kind of a little bit closer together, so it got sort of both. Both of us peering over our own shoulders. Did you look I'm like? Sure did you look like you were each of us? You were each of us children, almost like you had you had like children matching. Like it was a family photograph, but you you thought. Fo- 
not quite. We just we just pulled some quite strange faces, so I kind of got stuck in this position a little bit. I think so it was kind of though we were almost smelling a fart, both of us. I think we were going <laughs> around the corner. Um, but yeah, all good fun. What have you been up to, Jimba? Well, I've been watching the uh, Sheffield Wednesday match, which was uh, horrendous, and uh, probably probably lost a, a few hours of my life there. And, and then that that led me to find out that uh, I didn't know this. This is, a, I think, a dark secret that I didn't know about before. But your wife is a Sheffield United fan. You kept that uh, one yeah. quiet. No, no. I'm. Um, what's wrong with that? It's a, there's a. She's a, she's a fan of Sheffield United. Um, and I, I, I bear no uh, no particular malice towards Sheffield United. Um, I would like to see them do well. Uh, in an ideal world, I'd like them to finish. I would be I would be absolutely fine with Sheffield United being runners up in the Champions League final as long as Sheffield Wednesday were winners, kind of thing. I know there's there's some Wednesday fans who that's a skewed that's are, a skewed reality you've got there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, that, I don't quite, I don't quite understand why you would um, not, why you'll be have such a rivalry against your opposition team. Speaking For me, Sheffield, Sheffield United doing well should be the target that Sheffield Wednesday should be aiming high and trying to get above them. Yeah, well, I remember about twenty years ago um, when Chris Turner became the manager of Sheffield Wednesday, him saying that we'd be in Europe in, uh, I think it was either five or ten years, but both of them are ridiculous. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, should we move on? Let's move on. Uh, the Hoptopod IPA is very, very nice, by the way. Um, I do prefer it to the night shift beer that I had last week. Anyway. In um, terms of beers, I'm having, I much preferred the one I had on Monday. This one is <laughs> awful. That will not really be in the fridge long enough, Fisher. So, but, uh, but there we go. It's time for show and tell. It's my turn for show and tell this time. And uh, I have got with me today something that I'm wearing. You spotted it earlier on when we were warming up. Um, and by warm up, we would like run around the living rooms, don't we? We do a few yeah. stretches, exercises, mm. vocal cords, um, all that kind of thing. Um, but this is, as you can see, can you see it clearly there, Fisher? Uh, it looks like it says Burger King on it. And I'm, I'm assuming on there it's probably also got your name, I would have thought. Well, I'll just hold it up so you can see oh. it a bit clearer. Can, is that better? It says team member and it says Jim. Jim, yeah. Okay, so now I don't know how many people know this, and I think you do know this, Fisher, but I worked, my first ever sort of job, part-time job on leaving school was at Burger King, and it was for a couple of months before a local um, pub around here, um, which is now a Green King, part of the Green King chain, um, Meadow Farm opened. Um, So I worked in this sort of interim um, at Burger King for a couple of months until Meadow Farm opened, and then I worked there for a, a number of happy years, which were a big part of my uh, learning to to work and to work with others and all that kind of thing. Important part of your life when you first do your jobs. And I remember you you worked as well, didn't you, Fisher? Um, you worked at Morrison's, didn't you? Uh, the same sort of time. Actually, my my first job upon uh, being a college student was actually working for Mike Ashley at Sports Direct, Sports Soccer as it was, was at the it? time. Okay. For a very short period of time, for about six weeks or so, and then I left and went and worked at Morrison's. Right, okay. Um, so, is, is, is Meadow Farm part of Green King? I thought it was a farmhouse in. Uh, I think it's still under Green King, though. All I right, think. Okay. I think it's still under Green King, or or whether the brewery, the, the, the people who provide the beer and stuff, there's, there's some link there, but it is a farmhouse in, you are correct. But they've got yeah. numerous different branches, you see. So uh, Green right. King also Different brands has, within the... Yeah. So anyway, um, I might have got that wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, but anyway, so 
I worked at Burger King. Now, the story behind this badge then, what is the story? It does say my name on it, as you can see, but there's two possible stories here, and I'm going to put them on as a poll so that listeners or viewers, um, in particular, obviously, because it's the viewers that are going to be able to do this, can actually uh, take part and have a go themselves, okay? So, what is the story behind this Burger King badge, okay? First of all, reason number one, it was someone else's badge and it wasn't actually mine. Or reason number two, I went by a completely different name for most of my time at Burger King before getting this badge. So those right, are your two okay. reasons to quiz me on a little bit more, find out which is the real reason and which is the false reason. Okay, so is it just the case, did, did someone else have a, a, a badge with the name James on it, for example? Uh, what, what was the name that was designated on your badge that you didn't get? So what, what we're talking about here? So in the first example, you said obviously that badge belonged to someone else. Oh right, okay. So presumably someone called Jim. Yeah, well, obviously it would have been it would have been somebody else called Jim. So basically, when I got there, you know, you know, I, I do get called Jim a lot these days in the office. But you know, I am in my thirties, so it's kind of expected. Um, but when I was like sixteen, I'm not sure I expected to be called Jim at that age. Um, so I I started working there and they said, "We'll get your name badge sorted." And then and then they went, "Actually." Oh, Jim left, didn't he? <laughs> Go and get his badge. Oh. You can have that one. I was quite disappointed because it was my first job, and I wanted my I wanted my badge with with James on it or Jimbo at least. Not not my not the kind of I don't want to be aged that fast, you know. I didn't want to be upgraded to Jim after only after only a few days in my new job. I didn't want to be, you know. I didn't, I didn't, want, I didn't want that to happen. Do you think? I'm did you not try and get an in, Jim now, in, but you know. Do you not try and get an interim step in there because Jimbo surely is quite a young name, isn't it? Yeah. So would you not try to move on to a Jimmy sort of in your? in your 20s and then progress on to gym in later life or is there a succession plan for that? I, I realise you have no control over what you get called um, in life. I know. <laughs> uh, obviously we've spoke before on this how I got my name Jimbo in the first place was because there was too many Jameses in the football team and I suggested all sorts of names yep. and uh, the legend Richard Bunyan gave me the name Jimbo because I, I was sat there going, I, I don't know, Jimmy, uh, Jumbo. Willie, because my second name is Wilmsis. Uh, oh, thankfully, sorry. nobody picked sorry. up on that. Jumbo Willie. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody, uh, nobody wanted to, to go with that one. They said it was unrealistic. Oh. <laughs> uh, Terry Wogan posed earlier. <laughs> um, but now uh, I got the name Jimbo. But then, yeah, I did. You know, to, to be so, you know, uh, to get the name Jim at uh, the age of sixteen, I was quite disappointed. But this was somebody else's badge. It was old Jim who'd gone and moved on or retired or whatever. And they just dug it out okay. and give it me. Okay. So on on the second example, you said that you're for a while you went under a different name at Burger King. Can you give us details of how that how that occurred? So in this example, this badge I actually is the, is finally the badge that I got um, after wanting my own badge for a while. Before that, I had to have the name badge that said Adam on it. Well, because apparently it was part of the uniform to wear a badge. So they just gave me Adam. So I was stood at, at the till serving people with the name Adam as my name tag. And because it this Burger King restaurant was in a was in a popular place, <laughs> it was in Meadow Hall basically. A lot of my friends would come past to see me and to say hello. So when they came in and people were calling people were they saw my name badge Adam, they found that quite funny. And then they found it funny, yeah? When, because obviously there's a lot of staff at Burger King and there's a lot of people doing shifts, people just decided to carry on, just, not decided to, but they just assumed my name was Adam. And, and I've mentioned this before, I'm not great at correcting my name when people get it wrong. I kind of go with it because it's just easier. And I'm all for the easy life. So I started responding to Adam and my friends saw me responding to the name Adam. 
pretty much just said that uh, it wasn't you working there and to any friends that you got that you must have been a doppelganger for this person <laughs> called Jim, who they must know, and you were in fact called Adam. <laughs> so how, how long before the name badges were swapped and it was corrected? Oh, they, this I got this pretty much a couple, like maybe a week or two before I finished, and I was there for about two oh. months, so it was a pretty great pointless. For you, then. I also want to point out, and this isn't this isn't necessarily funny. Um, but I think it's worth mentioning. Um, I, I found it a, a little bit like jerky at the time, although it's actually not. And I think people should uh, point out, and I should point out that it's not okay. But when I was working there as well, um, I, th- you know, there was somebody who was a little bit over friendly, who was quite a lot older than me at the time as well. Uh, and it was a lady. And maybe she was just, maybe she was just, maybe she was just being a bit jerky. Um, and stuff, and it you know it didn't bother me because it, it just didn't it didn't bother me, but it would bother some people. Um, but my friends also saw that hat occurring as well, so you know I'd kind of get my ear tickled or back and then my neck tickled while I were pouring the drinks and stuff, which uh, was a bit unusual. But I would point out that anyone else who experiences that and doesn't like it, you must say so, and you yeah. must report it to your managers. But that that was something that happened as well. So all, all in all, re- you can't you can't report it to your manager because wasn't she your manager anyway? Well, exactly. that's, that's the whole problem with some of these things, isn't it? Exactly, and I'd only been there two two months, and the the I I got I got uh, like whipped creamed and everything on, on my leaving when I left. Like they, I, I was attacked by food, and they got all sorts of stuff and threw all sorts. Like you know, it was a lot of it was quite was quite genuinely friendly, and you know, I did get with a lot of people there. But yeah, I, I even got on the last day, even got like proper whipped creamed and everything, like. Shaving foamed or whatever it were, like it was my last day at school, which was a bit unusual at the time. But say I've only been there two months. But anyway, did they um, did they know that you'd stolen your name badge to <laughs> keep it for sort of whatever it'd be? What they, fourteen years later? To, they they could have right? they could have they could have kept it and given it to some to a young fresh um, you know from school person who, who wanted to go by the name of James, but then was given the name Jim. They could have done the same thing to them. So yeah, well, I still wasn't happy with the fact that I'd been given Jim. I don't know. I didn't ask for Jim, but I ended up getting Jim. So did they? What did you ask for, Jimbo or James? I I, I can't remember to be fair. I don't know if I, I don't know if I had much say in the matter, but I was a bit surprised when it came back as Jim. But the you main part of the second the, name. the main part of the second story is that I went by Adam for quite a while. Okay, so it's uh, it's time to make a decision, I suppose, isn't it? Were you did you take Jim's name badge, or we referred to as Adam for a while? Now I think I I think you were just given Jim's old name badge and said it was fine. Okay, is that your final answer? Yeah, but I am historically very bad at doing these. So, yes, and uh, it was the case that I was given um, I was given a name badge that said Adam on it and had to sort of put up with that for a while. And, and after a while, you know, just I just kind of... People called me Adam and I just accepted it and uh, got on with it. And my friends saw me accepting the name Adam and <laughs> responding to it. <laughs> But that's what happened. Uh, so that was my short stint at Burger King. I did have happy memories. They weren't just those ones of being called the wrong name and being tickled. Or having on your the ear neck. tickled. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so I hope you enjoyed that. Did you like it? Very good. Well done, Jimbo. Thank you very much. Or Adam, whatever you know. Yeah, that's fine. I think I think I'll just stick with Jimbo for the for the rest of the episode if that's all right. No, I think on the next introduction to episode seventy-one, we've got a sigh starring Adam and Fisher. <laughs> the pubs are back, and feel free to get yourself down to the local boozer. There's plenty on this week at the King's Arms length. The great news is that the Chancellor wants us to go out and get smashed. But watch out at the Queen's head, it's got a face mask on. Why not nip for a pint at the Cricketers Inn, even though they're not allowed to play? Oh, wait a minute, they can play now. You could pop along to the Prince of Wales, but you might still be self-isolating. 
whatever you do, avoid the Duke of York. What you got for us then, Fish? Uh, I got a jam down at that meeting at the moment. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and I've got some jam on my fingers now, but never mind. Uh, so I've, I've got a quiz about YouTubers because I was a bit interested because I, I had a look. I made the mistake, Jimbo, of having a look at how many people watch us on YouTube. Turns out, not very many. But nonetheless, yeah, it's, it's nice to actually it's be not out a, there and have some fans. It's not our main audience, is it? We, we do quite well on the, on on Facebook though. By the uh, by, by time a week's gone by and people have had a chance to have a look at it, and and on our stats as well. Spotify's been a big one for us uh, now that we're on there as well. Okay, well, it's, all, all we can do is all we can do is produce as good a quality we podcast can. as we can. And if people watch it, then great. And if they don't, then I, I would like to point out that in the in out. the early days, though, we we were actually, and you know, people might find this funny or not believers, but we were some of the original YouTubers, weren't we? We really were. Like we, we you know, you know, it was only launched what two thousand five was it? YouTube? I think I was on there in two thousand six, and um, you know, you I, were, I, you were shortly I, after. I started doing my video uh, series, the Fish Tank, in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of 13 years ago. So I'm a, a fairly experienced YouTuber. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, I think you'd already put some stuff on there before and um, as YouTube was starting to kind of gather a bit of a bit of a head of steam. Well, I've got one video that's on there that's got uh, 250,000 views, a quarter of a million views. And that's as a result of it being one of the early videos on YouTube in that first year. And it was just simply named Funny Phone Call. And it was someone we know, oh, yeah. CJ, mm-hmm. and I kind of adapted a phone call that he made home to his... Uh, his dad and, and made it look like they were having a completely different conversation, which was it's, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah. But but I think it just gathered so many views because it was one of the first sort of videos on there, really. So there was less videos for people to search through. Now, obviously, there's a lot on there, isn't there? That's quite hard to get your material found and so on. Um, but, you know, there's other videos on there as well. We've both done quite a lot, haven't we? So, you know, if you, if you want to have a look at some of our classic stuff, it's all on there and on the wasteofwebspace.co.uk website. Yep. It's not the end. Of the, we don't have to promote this stuff no. now. It's not the end of the episode, Jim. <laughs> like we are, we are normally. So I thought I would, I would, I would have a little, bit of a look at some of the YouTubers who are out there. Because I was amazed when I was speaking to someone a couple of months ago as well, and they referred to someone as their favourite YouTuber. And um, so yeah, I, th- I thought I'd ask a couple of questions about YouTubers and what they've done and what's notable about them, and some of the controversies that they've had. And it's 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 actually a career aspiration, you know. Because uh, I've worked in schools for quite a few years, and over the last, I would say four or five years when when i kind of do i've done little sort of surveys or mini surveys with students at the start of session saying you know what is it you'd like to be when you when you get older a lot of students particularly younger ones are, are kind of aspiring to be youtubers as well so it's even it is an, a you know a sought after career profession as well i'm sure i'm not just trolling you personally seeing how many <laughs> viewers we're getting and saying yeah yeah let's uh, let's let's wind you up by claiming <laughs> profession if you, you can actually get some success out of it because we know that they're not possibly there we go um, a question I could have just said was, um, which YouTuber produces rubbish videos? Um, and it turned out earlier in his career had said a load of racist and homophobic comments that he put on videos that have since been found out. And the answer would be pretty much all of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that seems to be a bit of a trend where people apologize for videos that they put up 10 years ago saying that they're a different person nowadays and they understand the issues that have been highlighted to them now, that sort of stuff. But um, we'll run on to more specific examples if that's okay. So yeah. I'm J Station. Admitted to doing what in January 2020? Did he claim he had a terminal illness and only had six months to live? But he soon found a miracle cure. In truth, 
there was nothing wrong with him. Or did he fake the death of his girlfriend and try to communicate it via a Ouija board in mm. order to get more subscribers? Um, so he, he's either claimed that he had a terminal illness or... Or he claimed that his girlfriend had died and he did sort of a thing where he tried to communicate with her via a Ouija board. And, mm. and, and both of those were aimed at trying to get more YouTube subscribers and boost their own popularity. All right. I, I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to try and be nice here because I, I I would hope that the first one in particular they're both you know they're, they're both pretty bad things to do I suppose the second one you might be able to carry it off depending on how you promoted it like for example if you filmed a video in the first instance of a, a fake death for example that was obviously fake of your girlfriend or something and then you did something as a bit of a jokey kind of thing then that that that's possibly acceptable that's fine um but you know, pretending that you've got a terminal illness is is pretty is pretty low, isn't it? Um, very low. So I, I'd like to think that it, out of the two, it's going to be the second one, and he and he, he he sort of faked his girlfriend's death, and hopefully did it in a tasteful way rather than actually tried to pretend she was really, really, really dead. But I, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that's not the case. Uh, you would be right. He did claim his girlfriend had died, and he did a YouTube video uh, where he tried to communicate with via Ouija board. Uh, and that was doing all to get subscribers. I think her parents are a little bit upset, really. Um, so, because... so he didn't even do it in a jokey way, where you know they sort of made a, a sort of fake. You know, remember we killed you off in the fish tank once by getting a big dinosaur to eat you, which obviously wasn't real. So he didn't uh, do anything. Well, I think it was quite noticeable it wasn't real because you you were holding a plastic dinosaur <laughs> in front of the camera. Yeah, but that's so... what I'm saying. He wasn't doing anything jokey then. <laughs> no, I don't think so. In the fish tank, we once regenerated me into you, didn't we? We did, yeah. Uh, like a Doctor Who uh, type thing, which would just come back on at a time. Yeah. And then I came back on and shoved you off the screen and said, hey, it's, it's still my program, this. So, <laughs> but there we go. So I, I, I don't think it was... I think it was the main point of doing it was so you could get more popularity. Um, so is, that, is, that, is, that, is that an option for us? To kill one of us off? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've tried everything. I've tried replacing my chair. We've tried going live. Yeah. We'll see, how, see what we do. Yeah. Try. We could we could do it for a special episode, yeah. Like the train tram crash that you sort of recreated that time in one of your videos. Yeah, yeah. Coronation Street. Yeah. So, so anyway, Spanish YouTuber Reset was fined about twenty thousand pounds and ordered to have his channel closed after he did what in two thousand and seventeen? Did he post videos of him shaking up cans of pop and then hand them out to people on the street so his victims got covered in fizzy drink, or did he post a video of him giving a homeless man an Oreo? Which had the middle scraped out and replaced with toothpaste. Um, and b- both of those were deemed to be disrespectful to the various members of the public or what have you. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not particularly, you know, anybody could fizz up bottles of pop and give them out, couldn't they? It's not, it's not. And I suppose there's an element of it, it's funny to what, you know, you, you do that to people you know, don't you? You might, you know, you might do that to, to your friends or whatever. But I think unsuspecting members of the public, when they're just going about the daily business, they're not going to find it funny, but I don't know. And then the second one, that which is really awful. Um, I think I'm going to go for the bad one this time. I think he did something really bad, such as such as the Oreo thing, and yeah, he replaced the middle with toothpaste. And you'll be correct. Well done. I mean, that said, they did get toothpaste as well. Uh, well, I think that was the joke he made that uh, yeah. oh, he's a homeless man, so don't get a chance to clean his teeth. I, very I often still don't think it's, it's not acceptable, but uh, you know. Hmm. Uh, well, yeah, but the. the um... The he actually got quite a lot of money from the advertising income from that video, uh, which I think amounts to about two thousand pounds. But it was fined by the Spanish court, who said what he was doing was really disrespectful to someone in a in a disadvantaged mm-hmm. position. And he had, it was ordered to have his YouTube account closed down by the sounds of it. I don't know. Do you think he advertised the Oreos it, being one of those mint Oreos? It, yeah, possibly. 
He could have just pressed reset on his YouTube. Start again. Hey. There we go. Uh, obviously, that's a reference to the, the YouTube have been called Reset, and they all, a lot of them seem to have quite unusual names. Old is, is he still going these days? Has he has he had his YouTube channel removed? Is he back on? Or I've got no idea. He might be trying That'd to do be... a pod. He might be trying to do a podcast now. I don't, I, to be fair, I really couldn't care less. Um, but there we go. So, what did YouTuber Shane Dawson and Philip DeFranco promote in 2019, which led to criticism? Was it an online counselling service at a cost of around 200 pounds a month? that could not guarantee the skills, competence, or background of any counsellor? Or was it an online, food, an online health food supplement website which cost around £50 a week for three supplements whose products were scientifically proven to give you no particular benefits? But they claimed simply consuming a popular product would make you feel better. Uh, well, that's, that's something that's quite a common thing to do, isn't it? That's, uh, that's, that's kind uh, of... I, I wouldn't know. I've never done kind of promoting health foods or anything like that. We don't really do any advertising, do we? I know we, we make our own fake adverts up, but we don't do any actual fake advertising. Advert. These are real adverts. Prod and a puck. I mean, they've gone yeah. bust now because it's uh, it's only one meter, so <laughs> yeah. they don't need their two meter poking sticks anymore. Well, they could chop them off. They've got twice as much stock now, haven't they? Exactly. They should have made like expanding ones that they can shorten depending on the government guidelines. Yeah. Um, in fact, I saw another advert. I saw a similar advert, a jokey advert, not like only a few weeks ago for something very similar. So. We got oh, right, there. Okay. We got there first. Yeah. Anyway, mm. it wasn't done by that rival podcast of ours. who seems to be copying us, do they? <laughs> Remind me about the first one. Uh, they promoted an online counselling service at a cost of around two hundred pounds a month that could not guarantee the skills, competence, or background of any counsellor. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's quite a regulated industry, isn't it? Uh, counselling and so on. And what? what uh, where was this? Who were these YouTubers? Where were they from? Or uh, well, obviously America, I guess, because <laughs> you know, they all are. Um, it was Shane Dawson and Philip DeFranco. All right, let's. I'm gonna go with the the. I'm, I'm gonna go with the health foods health one. Supplements. I think. Yeah. You'd be wrong. They were promoting the services of non-life counselors. Um. So, are you familiar with the YouTuber Logan Paul? Yes, I am. He's he he somehow decided to be in a boxing match as well, didn't he? Or he was involved in some sort of boxing match. Uh, I think so. I don't know if his brother was also involved in a boxing match. I'm, I, I think Logan Paul's got a brother who's also a YouTuber, whose name I don't know. And it's not Sean Paul. Um, <laughs> is I think I think um, I know that that Logan Paul has has he's done quite a lot of different things. So I'd I'd be interested to see which question you're going to ask me because I may know the answer to this. So well, he travelled to Japan recently, um, a few years ago, and was generally quite disrespectful in his culture uh, to Japanese culture, um, which also included filming a dead body in a sort of suicide forest. Which I'm not sure if you, that was kind of what you knew about him. That's what uh, I which knew. Hit, yeah, hit the headlines. Um, but what did he do shortly afterwards? Did he post a video of him tasering a dead rat? Or did he post a video of him moving roadkill from the gutter back into the middle of the road so that he got run over again? Um, it's amazing, isn't it, the effort that people go into to make uh, you know creative like, and entertaining yeah. videos, but yet that's the, uh, that's the stuff that <laughs> seems to be popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how much harm do we give to people? None. We just give pure entertainment. I'm going to... You know, I got that pure. Uh, you know, we live. There's a lot of roads around here. We could, we could go out and look, scoop up roadkill and bring in. And, you know, our show and tell item. Where did I find this? <laughs> what was this originally? <laughs> now I'm going to cook it by tasering it. Um, um, yeah, I, I think he. Uh, it could be either, but I'm going to go with the the dead rat one. I think he was tasering a dead rat. Taser dead rats. Congratulations, you'll be correct. I mean, they're amazing, some of these YouTubers, aren't they? Um, the things that they will do just to triumph for popularity is, uh, is quite frankly, astonishing. But there we go. 
So prior to this, what did Logan Paul do when he visited Italy? Did he enter a sealed-off area while structural work was being undertaken on the Leaning Tower of Pisa and push against the building, claiming he was trying to straighten it up? Or did he fly a drone over the Colosseum in Rome? Um, As I say, he's got a huge amount of respect for other people's cultures and, um, and sort of former ways of life. I know somebody who got a drone, and on, on their first sort of uh, flight with it, out in the peaks, it flew off. <laughs> they never saw it again. And it was uh, and it was only a few weeks later, which was part of the, the kind of sort of funny, and this kind of featured in their wedding, because um, they were getting married as well, so their, their sort of friends and best man featured this in their wedding speech. But shortly after losing the drone, there was all the issues around um, the Gatwick drone flying uh, right. and stuff so they were sort yeah. of point jokingly pointing the fingers at him but um yeah you know that, that was quite disappointing because they're quite expensive aren't they um but yeah back back so, to yeah. back to logan paul um so did he either try and straighten up the like push on some structural work which probably was quite dangerous and not really a good idea um well specifically it was a leaning tower of pizza, oh right okay which, um which is obviously noted for leaning uh it's had a lot of work done to it in the last few years um, so I think it's been close to the public, hasn't it, for they, quite a while? So what are they actually trying to do? Are they trying to straighten it up or just make sure it doesn't fall down? I think they're just making sure it doesn't fall down. I think the happy. I think. I think it wouldn't really be the same kind of monument the, the if it Tower was of up Pisa. straight again, would it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It used to be called Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, I mean for a while everyone called it Adam, but that wasn't actually his name. <laughs> um, but yeah, now we just straighten up. So it's just the Tower of Pisa. You know, the, the straight. I know. the straight Tower of Pisa. Yeah. Wouldn't be the side. Although to be fair, I mean, if you just walk around the other side of it and viewed it from ninety degrees, then it'd look fairly straight, wouldn't it? Yeah, true. It's only any I, good if you stood sort of. I once adjacent. went to. I once went to the Sagrada Familia, and uh, which is in Barcelona. Was it familiar? Uh, no, well, not because I went to the wrong side of it, and I sort of stood there going, "That's all right, <laughs> isn't it?" Because there's two sides to it. There's one that's kind of new or being built, and then there's the other. There's a sort of really old sort of, you know, the really, yeah. uh, you know, the main side that you go and see. And I went to the wrong side of it. And only saw the wrong side of it. Oh, so, well, never mind. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm doing with things like that. But anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go. Then he he did he he did the he pretended he was trying to lean on the lean tower of Pisa. Then I'm gonna say that. French. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you'll be wrong. He, he flew a drone over the Colosseum. So yeah, another one. Hilarious. Well done. Um, so in November 2015. How did YouTuber Sam Pepper? wind up fellow social media star Sam Goldback. Did he kidnap him and force him to watch a, vid- a fake video of his best friend being shot? This was filmed and put on YouTube. Or did he film a video of him going round and slapping Sam Goldback's girlfriend, two sisters and mum on the bottom and then upload them to YouTube? Okay. Um... Neither of which are particularly amusing, I hasten to add, but this is some of the stuff that those crazy kids on YouTube do. Yeah. You just be careful. Um... I might hold a minute. Can I, can I just go and get the phone? I need to cancel something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Okay, let's go then. He he did the. It was a kidnap attempt thing. Did an attempt to kidnap of his best friend being yep. shot. Correct. You're well done. Uh, another another one about uh, YouTuber Shane Dawson, who I'll be honest, again, never heard of, but uh, likes his controversy by the sounds of it. What did he claim in a YouTube video? in 2019, about the kids' restaurant Chuck E. Cheese. Did he claim that any uneaten slices of pizzas were collected up and then reused in another pizza? Right. Or did he say that their hot dogs actually contained dogs? So he, he was claiming that the hot dogs actually cont- contained dogs. Uh, in, well, dog meat. Dog meat in, in one of his videos. 
Yeah. And what was the other one again? Sorry. Uh, that any uneaten slices of pizza that left on plates afterwards were kind of collected up and put together to make another pizza, which was then warmed up and resold. And so you had a, you had a restaurant of some sort, or no? Uh, no, sorry, it, it was talking about a, a kid's restaurant called Chuck E. Cheese. And that's a real restaurant. Uh, I believe it's a it's either a restaurant or a restaurant chain. So he got, in, he got uh, into, in America. So he got into trouble with that particular. Yeah, ship. for basically slagging them off, and he he said one of them. They're both untrue, but he specifically said one of them. Okay. Let's say then... One of, one of them's untrue and I've made it up and told it to our, <laughs> our audience of about four people. The other one's untrue and he told it to his audience of millions of kids who think he's amazing. Let's go with the dog one, I think, the dog meat one, the uh, hot dogs that were he claimed were dog meat. Uh, no, he claimed that uh, they go round and collect unused pizza slices and reform them into a pizza. Um, they went round and said that basically that's just not at all true. So there we go. Uh, next up, we've got what happened to Dado Five and Mummo Five, uh, two prominent YouTubers who did they got... have? Did they have a kiddo five? Well, here is the question: <laughs> Were they charged? Well, were they charged with child neglect and pleaded guilty uh, in court, or did it transpire that they actually only had four children, one girl and three boys? The fifth child, who occasionally appeared in their videos, was just a friend of the oldest son. All oh, right. Okay. Um. I suppose there's nothing. Is is this, is there anything wrong with that? I suppose it's just uh, being a bit uh, untruthful. Well, but I suppose if you if you claim that your name is Dad of Five and Mum of Five, then it might it might be a reasonable expect uh, expectation that they've got five children. <laughs> if not, if not, why don't we just call yourself Mum of Four and Dad of Four? Yeah. By the way, you know I always talk about Ada. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> it's just it's just a plastic doll. <laughs> now, um, okay. And did you just record the voice saying Jimbo and Fisher? Wait the bed, bed podcast. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what I did. Um, <laughs> and that's not how she sounds. <laughs> oh. Oh, sorry, you, you, I, know I, you know I'm, me. You know me pretty good at impressions. Well, yeah, but I don't really get sort of many impressions of doing sort of three-year-old children. So yeah, they're a bit difficult to kind of get the nuances of the voice, really. Yeah, right. I'm going to go then that um, they weren't. They, no, they, they were. They were dad of five. They, they did have five. Um, kids, and it was the other one, the first one, which was that they just that they just neglected them and uh, pleaded guilty in court. Yes, uh, correct. You you were right. Too busy YouTubing, isn't it? So you know you need mm. to you know when you're doing things like this, um, you need to make you know and YouTubing and podcasting and stuff. You need to make sure your kids are. Hey, put that bleach down. <laughs> put it put it down. Right, okay. <laughs> she's probably just trying to cure herself of the coronavirus now. Oh, of course, yeah, she's been listening to. Yeah, she's been listening to Trump. So, uh, what was a popular video on YouTube in January 2018? Was it eating $1 bills or eating washing detergent powder, uh, washing detergent tablets? I think I've heard this one, weirdly. Yeah. But, I can't, I, and I, but I can't remember why. I think it's the washing detergent tablets. And I don't, <laughs> know, why, I don't know why. Tell you what, Jimbo, that'll leave you foaming at mouth, won't it? <laughs> um... Yeah, so I think it's a wash, and I don't know why. I don't, I, but then it might, I might be mixing it with another story, which is about people having things like that because of some sort of high, like it being a legal high or something. So again, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm mixing things up. I'm going to go with that one. I think I feel strongest about that. I feel the strongest about eating washing detergent tablets. Now I've only got powder, so I'm have to get myself a, a spoon, and like you do, we have tub of Ben and Jerry's. Tuck into that later on if there's. Supposed to be yeah. some nice qualities about doing that, but I can't imagine what it is. But go on. Uh, well done, you'll be correct. 
Uh, am I allowed to swear? Can I swear? No, let, let, let's try and keep it clean. Let's try and yeah. keep it clean. Wash your mouth uh, do, uh, well, Is that, that what you were going for? Was, yeah, that was going to be the joke. I've ruined said, it. it. Yeah, it tasted effing brilliant, and he's had, he's had time to wash his mouth out with soap. What ruined it? Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, sorry. It's all about working together. So <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently, I'd seen that um, it was something that was encouraged from uh, teenagers, well, from people on YouTube, encouraging people to do it, like a bit like the ice bucket challenge years ago. Yeah. Um, but obviously, eating washing powder, uh, washing detergent tablets, which obviously is not particularly very good for you. I think the there's some kind of uh, poisonous diseases sort of helpline in America that apparently in the first two weeks of January, they had more calls in the first two weeks of January 2018 than they had for the entire of 2017 in total. So probably not a very good thing to do and shame on anyone who encouraged people to do it, really. So on to our last question. Uh, in August 2017, what did Rage Stew livestream himself doing? Did he livestream himself trying to break into the home of fellow YouTuber Rice Gum? He was arrested after he was found by a police helicopter. Or did he play a game of darts that had the pictures of fellow YouTubers, long locks, skull stack, and easy drop down on there? He was arrested after he encouraged his followers to throw darts at any of them if they saw them in the street. When the police did arrest him, he also live streamed that. <laughs> um, right. Uh, do you remember what we once filmed? We keep coming back to ourselves here, don't we? But do you remember we once filmed, filmed one of the episodes of The Fish Tank started with you burgling me? Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I climbed, climbed through your window dressed as a, dressed as a burglar. Yeah. The stripy jumper and, and everything, didn't you? Yeah. And then there just happened to be a cabin. It's a bit like when um, you go on one of these programs like sort of Homes Under the Hammer or Cash in the Attic and it's got the presenter knocking at the door yeah. and the door gets answered and the cameraman just happens to be inside the house ready for the <laughs> uh, presenter. And the, uh, the shocked people look on their faces and say, oh, what are you doing here? What's the chances of that? What's the chance of Angela Rippon knocking on our door? <laughs> well, you should have guessed because you've got a cameraman sort of inside, so that might have been a bit of a giveaway that someone was going to turn up who was fairly famous, weren't it? I'm going to go with the, the house burglary one then of a, of a fellow YouTuber or rival but, YouTuber. Uh, well done, you'll be correct. That's where you uh, live streamed. The worst thing is there, they've got the evidence and everything, haven't they? Well, exactly, yeah. It's a bit like sort of when Piers Morgan put in his old both about how easy it was to hack people's phones and stuff. <laughs> Not the brightest thing to do, is it? Well, was it was it all like was it was it all okay because it was maybe a bit of a joke and and it was actually uh, was it was it a friend YouTuber or is it an actual serious rival YouTuber? Well, I don't think so, and I think then some other YouTubers also turned up and had some kind of pretend fight on off screen. One of which. One YouTuber claimed it was genuine. The other YouTuber claimed it was fake. Um, so I think kind of the, these YouTube stars appear to end up being a bit like WWE wrestlers, <laughs> with some of it being real, some of it being fake. And I'm not just talking about the uh, the boobies of uh, some of the female wrestlers, I think, what. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very I, I find it a very strange uh, strange concept and a, an, an odd world. These famous YouTubers. So I think we'll just stick to. Carry on as we are, if that's okay, Jimbo. Well, yeah. to get into rivalries with other people. Yeah, th thank you for that, though. I, uh, I I really enjoyed it. It was good. All right, thank you. Follow the Waste of Web Space podcast on Twitter, and we'll follow you back. Literally right to your front door. Okay, so uh, it's time to look at the news and what's been going off then. Um, so what what we want to go with, Fisher? Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, pubs and hairdressers are open again. I mean, can I've you? Not I desperately need to get to the hairdressers. I'm booked in for a few weeks' time. I desperately need to get to the pub, to be honest, but um, <laughs> haven't done as yet and I haven't gone to hairdressers. I think mine sort of needed doing about mid-March. Yeah. I didn't quite get a chance to go before the lockdown. 
and that was obviously well nearly uh, nearly four months ago now. Yeah. So it's uh, it's got quite a bit of extra length on it at the moment. Well, and I think yours is looking fairly similar. My my plan is to um, make a big you know big big sort of evening and morning of it. So I am going to go uh, next maybe next weekend when things have settled down a bit. I'm going to have a massive day out. Um, all you know, stay out as late as I possibly can, and then get up, you know, next Friday, and then get up as early as I can Saturday morning, uh, and go to the hairdressers. Maybe have a pint in there with me, you know, hair of the dog. And uh, yeah. there you go. Oh. Thank you. I mean, it was it was average, but you know, take that. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, yeah, so they're open again. I'm not quite sure exactly what the uh, what the results going to be, or kind of whether we're going to end end up with a, a second lockdown or an increase in our rates. How annoyed? Uh, which... How annoyed must you be in Leicester? You know, the pubs reopen and you're in lockdown. <laughs> and they're, lo- they're locked down again, yeah, um, which appears to be, yeah, I think a little bit frustrating for anyone there. <clears throat> um, <coughs> sorry, that's not a coronavirus cough I isn't to add, as far as, as far as I'm aware, although you should always act like you've got it, I think is a, is a recommendation from some people. Oh, so you're going to uh, go drive to Durham then? Yeah, just in case, just, yeah. just to make sure I can see properly. Um <laughs> Which I think actually, uh, well, actually, we'll come to that in a, in a few moments when when I talk about another news story. But yeah, it must be a bit frustrating. Um, and there are there are a lot of places that kind of that are increasing and a bit more concerned over it. I'm not quite sure what uh, Leicester is why it's kind of more prevalent there. Well, they're, they're, saying, they're saying they think it started in a in a factory, didn't they, where they had a, a big spike of cases and then it kind of got out from there, but. So uh, do we do we want to? Uh, I'm not sure which particular factory it is. I think there have been quite a lot of people at the Walker's Chris factory who essentially have got it. Sort of twenty odd people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a bit concerned about Gary Lineker, but <laughs> well, it, it doesn't actually work there. It just advertises them. Yeah, must be a bit bad. The most famous employee isn't someone who even works there in the first place. Mm. But uh, but there we go. Um, obviously, as well, another story that's been rumbling up. Well, not kind of not rumbling on that sort of uh, trivialise it a little bit. That's been uh, a bit more popular and sort of gathered a. Um, a bit more of a head of steam in the last few months has been the Black Lives Matter um, organisation. And Boris Johnson, when he was asked um, last weekend, or last week, sorry, as to whether or not he would take the knee if required, you know what he said? He said he doesn't do gestures. Oh, so Boris, you're talking about Boris Johnson here. Is, yeah. who, who's Boris Johnson? Is that is that the bloke who... who... Uh, it's it's the fact you might have seen him on the news recently. He used to come out and clap for the NHS. Oh, that was a nice gesture. Night. Yeah, that was a nice yeah. gesture. Um, um. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it Boris Johnson who who did he name his 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 one of his kids, his recent kids, after a couple of the doctors that helped him when he had coronavirus as a, yeah, yeah. a as a as a grand gesture? No, because he doesn't do gestures. Does oh, he? of course he doesn't. Right, okay. The one I'm talking about is the Boris Johnson who drove a JCB through a polystyrene wall that had the word "Let's break the Brexit deadlock" on it. Oh right, okay. Oh no, sorry, not him because he doesn't do gestures. Oh yeah, that's that's um, true. Oh, and actually, I've read that you know it's a, it's the seventy second um, anniversary of the NHS today, isn't it? Which is you know great is, yeah. and a big shout out to the NHS and all the key workers and anyone who's ever been ever involved with the NHS. Um, but I think Boris Johnson said that he's going to clap and applaud them tonight. Actually, um, but it, it can't um, be him. It can't be because he, he doesn't do gestures. So doesn't do gestures. Um, so it's a message that he does do gestures. He just doesn't. He just only does the ones that he feels. No, something. He, does, he doesn't do gestures because <laughs> it's not as though he does things like take a kipper onto the stage at the uh, oh. Tory party conference or whatever to talk about the European Union and also a lot of rubbish about why you it has to be frozen when it's in transit, which is yeah. obviously stop people getting listeria. But I say he doesn't do gestures. 
and it's the same person who does press ups for the Daily Mail, but obviously he doesn't do gestures. It can't have uh, been in the uh, Bullingdon uh, Boys Club either because they don't do gestures apparently, do they? Do they not? I think that's uh, isn't that um, initiations? Oh, sorry, I mixed up. Maybe he does initiations then. Yeah, but there we go. So I thought it was quite a, quite an <laughs> ironic statement from him when he's got a whole history of doing sort of pointless gestures. That uh, when it came to doing one to represent uh, the millions of, uh, of of black people who are sort of trying to get behind the movement of Black Lives Matters, that he uh, claims that he doesn't do something that he quite blatantly does. Mm. Isn't he? Isn't it? I think on the same day he actually said that he was going to light a candle in Downing Street. Um, <laughs> no, he, the... he doesn't do gestures for sure. It can't have been him. It must be somebody else. It must not be him. But he was specifically lighting one candle for the 42 or 42, 45,000 people who've passed away with coronavirus in this country. Well, I'm sure they'll um, appreciate that. And yeah. all the families. Which, yeah, I mean, how much of a candle each does that person get? Sort of, it's not, not a huge amount, is it? Because I thought. Although I suppose it would be quite a big ask to light a candle for every single person that had, uh, had lost their life. Mm. And obviously you might feel a bit more guilty about the uh, general way in which it's been handled, if that was the case. But there we go. But it's a good job he doesn't do gestures. Yeah. I mean, he could ask his dad about, uh, about these gestures. Uh, actually, I think his dad's, or his dad's uh, in, in the middle of uh, sort of trying to excuse himself from holidaying in Greece when he weren't supposed to, isn't he, as well? So Is he, is he in Greece? Oh, he was, well, I don't know if he's there now, but he's, uh, he's, in, he's in the middle of excusing himself from taking a holiday during lockdown in Greece when he wasn't uh, right. supposed to be. Yeah. Well, perhaps Boris was meant to go, but he had to go instead. I think, what, to be fair, what he did say is the main reason he went to Greece, to his holiday home in Greece, was to ensure that it was COVID safe. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. Probably the best way to ensure that would be to uh, not go there in the first place. Yeah. You would have thought it was probably it was probably just on uh, official business, you know, being uh, being technically part of the government and all that, um, because obviously Boris just sends him to do everything, doesn't he nowadays? But what Boris did do actually last Friday is he did an interview with I think it was actually during the same interview about where he said he wouldn't uh, wouldn't take the knee because obviously he doesn't do gestures. Uh, it was asked about people playing recreational cricket. Oh and yeah, whether we're allowed to do that again. And oh, he can, said, I, can I stop you a second? Is yep. this, is is Boris Johnson the same person that did the press ups as well? Yes, yeah. Oh, but he doesn't do gestures. Oh, so, so it cuts. All oh, right, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but he <laughs> said he said, well, we can't play cricket because there's other things that you, know, you have to have your tea part way through the game. Although to be fair, if you want a bit of tea, you can just have it halfway through a podcast. But um, you have to do that during the game. You have to have chair change rooms and all that kind of thing. Um, so we can't we can't carry on playing cricket. Well, we can't play cricket at this stage. Um. Then come the evening press conference at around five o'clock, he said, oh, well, I made a bit of a mistake, didn't I? I think uh, he had to get reviewed by the third umpire and he can now play cricket again. <laughs> so thank, thank God he doesn't just change his mind on a whim sort of all the time, at, uh, depending on which way the wind's blowing. But so that, that's the person we've got as our current um, prime minister. And in America, uh, with the presidential race going and kind of gathering ahead of steam as well, then there is a surprise entrance into it, isn't there? There is, what yeah. What you uh, Kanye West. Really? He he's going for. Well, he apparently says he's going to he's going to run for presidency again. I think he he, he sort of said this said about this in the past, didn't he? But he's actually Donald uh, Trump. Just to be fair, Fisher, because you always say I only yeah. play it for you. Um, he's actually a fan of the current UK. Um, uh, sorry, current US president. Uh, so he's going to be if if that's the case, and and Kanye West goes for it, he's going to be going against him. Yeah, what's the point in running against someone who you quite like? So it defeats <laughs> the object, surely. You're more likely to hand the victory to the person who's not running it. Yeah. Have we got, actually, have we got any, any jokes about this at all? Not particularly, but uh, I suppose um, it would be interesting to see if uh, during any of his uh, election sort of campaigns, uh, Taylor Swift was to storm the stage and interrupt <laughs> any, of his, uh, <laughs> any of his campaigns or anything like that. 
Okay. Well, uh, I, I was going to say Kanye West Wing. Oh, yeah. I mean, he does think he could be a uh, stronger presidential candidate. Well, this is where it falls down because I don't know Kanye West songs, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I mean, um, like wh- whether it's you know whether whether it's actually true or not that he's going for a presidency or not. I mean, I've just I don't know. I just heard it through the wire, you know. I think that might be all I've got. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's probably probably two more than I could have managed. Um, yeah. I suppose he probably gets it, on quite well with uh, Donald Trump because uh, I think Donald Trump's wife is a gold digger. Yeah, there you go. I was I was going to do something similar that uh, one of his policies is he wants to reopen the uh, the mines in the sort of uh, California, Florida area, is it where they had the uh, the, the gold yeah, rush, San, of course? San, because San Francisco Forty Nine, so, I think, were it? Yeah. Yeah. So because yeah. obviously gold rush feels like he could be a bit of a gold digger. Uh, I think that might be. You know, kind of. I think we've done that now. Yeah. Um, so we talk about Richard Maitland <laughs> instead. Uh, very <laughs> yeah. much, very much the UK's want. answer to Kanye West. Yeah. Um, in terms of you sometimes think, what on earth are they talking about? Yeah, because um, Richard Maidley wears those kind of pointless sunglasses that you can't see anything through as well. Remember those like <laughs> lined sunglasses? There was pretty much no yeah. point to them because it, it was like wearing closed blinds on your on your yeah. face, wasn't it? It just obscures sort of various bits of vision as you as you're going along. Yeah, <laughs> um, certainly blocked Richard... the sun, but it blocked everything else as well. Yeah, well, you don't got the sun in your eyes, have you? Just got the pointless <laughs> uh, sunglasses there obscuring your face. So Richard Maidley wrote an article. Um, last week in the Daily Telegraph. And to be fair to him, he did actually apologise after the article, but we we do this uh, this show that we live stream and every now and again you kind of, you misspeak or you kind of, you're not quite thinking correctly. But I think there's a slight difference between accidentally writing something down, probably checking it, looking at it again. Because at the moment I'm still doing my um, writing cricket match reports. I've now done game reports now for the last 63 days that encompasses about, 49,300 words that I've done and reviewed 120 cricket games. How do you remember and, what happened in each match? Have you ha- did you have notes of these already written down or something? Uh, well, on the internet, there's a scorecard from the game and it kind of gives you brief details of what happened. You can work it out. And, and also, obviously, I've played in a lot of these games, so I can just remember some of them anyway. That's or a good memory, them, though, because that's a very good memory to be able to remember the, you know, the, the mood and the atmosphere or the... Yeah, know. I mean, I've, I've, got a, I've got a decent memory for these sort of things anyway, just because happen to you know it's one of those things that i'm quite quite surprisingly good at having a good memory on uh, there are there are a few games that i've actually written details where it's not actually had any form match reports or just to go from what i think happened at the time Do, going back um, to Mori, the, your one of your first jobs in morrison's i remember we used to ask you uh, we used to fire quick so quick sort of fire questions at you didn't we, we used to go where are the chopped tomatoes and you go i'll i'll fall straight away yeah I'd, again i got um yeah Tell you what, we used to have a lot of fun in the old days, didn't we, Jimbo? But, uh, <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it great when we used to get the uh, bus to college? I mean, I never actually checked any of these. Actually, could have just been saying anything, and I, I would have had no idea. No, I think I, I got a really good uh, knowledge of where products were on various shelves um, at the Morrison supermarket I worked at. But, uh, but there we go. Although nowadays, my ground has or any other other shops, I'm, I'm I'm convinced they move their products around a lot more often than they tell us. Are you still so. managing to keep to the rules of of going down them? I know we're going off topic a bit here, but are you still managing to keep the rules of going down the the aisle in the right the right way? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. See, I, I'm doing Why? that, but I'm often forgetting things. So what I'm doing is I'm not technically breaking the rules because I'm going backwards. I'm actually rolling backwards. Well, I think if there's no one there, it's Facing sort of fine. The right isn't way. It? If, if your aisle's empty, then you can do what you want on it, as far as I'm concerned. But there's no point in just going up to the end, going back round, then coming round the next way. Uh, or certainly not going to the end of the shop and then coming and doing a second shop round. But anyway, Rich, Richard Maidley, we've drifted off from Richard Maidley a little bit. Um, he had, I think he does some kind of agony uncle type column. And someone wrote to him and said that they were concerned about the noises coming out from 
uh, their next door neighbours. There was a lot of, sort of screaming and shouting and banging late at night, and they were concerned during lockdown um, that maybe someone was sort of suffering from domestic abuse. And, you know, would they feel guilty if something happened and they hadn't sort of done anything? But Richard Madeley, ever the competent agony uncle, do you know what he said? He said, well, it'd be fine. I mean, uh, if it was going to kill her, then it'd have killed her by now. Oh, right, so, okay. Thanks, that, Richard. That's that sort of thing. <laughs> didn't realise it was that simple and straightforward, really. Um, yeah, I would say he has actually since apologised, saying that uh, he misjudged his article and not quite stuck the right tone and content of it. The thing is, if it's um, an article, though, it's quite, you know, it's not like, you know, when, when you're doing a live broadcast, you, you say something and it's gone, hasn't it? It's too late. Yeah. But it, it's an article they could have checked and yeah. thought and about. And also, presumably, someone else checks it as well yeah. before they kind of put it put it to press. And maybe someone might have said, no, I don't, I don't think that's quite true. I mean, it's a bit like sort of saying, tell you what, I once did some drink driving. I was fine, so therefore, absolutely fine. I'll carry on doing it. <laughs> if I was going to have a crash, I'd have had it by now. Right. So, tell you what. <laughs> I leave I leave my front door unlocked all the time because if someone was going to burgle me, they'd have done it by now. Wouldn't be a problem. At least Richard Madeley did apologise though. We forgot I'd to do our apology of the week again, didn't we? Yeah. So thanks thanks to Richard for com- uh, apologising on our behalf. <laughs> Although actually, we did we did forget to do our apology, which was generally for the um, the sheer amount of references last week to being episode sixty nine and some of the smut that was in there. Yeah. And, about right, Jim? Yeah, and also I think I uh, I think I offended my uh, mother as well. Uh, by going on about her persistent nagging over the chair situation. Um, well, but, so she, she, did she nag you about that as well, though? Yeah. <laughs> I don't nag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's so yeah, we, we've done that apology now anyway. So there you go. Uh, should we move okay. on? Yeah, well, next week am I going to have to apologise to your mum now, then? Is that, uh, that how it's going to work, you think? That's sorted so, for next week now. Yeah, yeah so let's move on to the next bit. Okay, so um, I have done a bit of a feature then about pubs because, of course, um, the pubs have reopened and we have named this episode Club Covidana. Um, so I thought we'd do a bit of an episode about pubs, uh, a bit of a feature about pubs, okay? So there's two parts to it. The first part is about pub names and you've got to tell me which of these pub names are real and which ones are fake, uh, real pub names and obviously some fake ones I've put in there as well. And then the second part is a bit, you know, like when we do the, you, you started doing this a while ago, where you describe a celebrity using only two words. The celebrities that I've picked out have uh, our landlords, so they have their own pubs, okay? And I've tried to stick to pubs rather than restaurants because a lot of re- um, celebrities who have restaurants, but I've tried to stick to the ones who have got more pubs, even if they do have a restaurant, where, where it's, you know, kind of t- tends to be more like a pub, if you know what I mean, okay? Well, the, there might be uh, one in there that's wrong, but yeah. Are, are there a lot of celebrities who've got restaurants, or are there just a lot of celebrity chefs who've got restaurants? Well, that's what I mean. I think I've only got one celebrity chef in there, um, but okay. I, put, I wanted to put one in there anyway. Okay, so the first one then is uh, real or fake pub names, okay? And people can play along with this if you are watching live or listening or watching afterwards and write in the comments if you want how many you managed to get compared to Fisher and all those kind of things, all right? So, first of all... I pointing out as well at this point, actually, that um, that quiz that I said that I did that uh, I came last on, yeah. that was about pubs. It was? Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So, so some of this might feature then, possibly. Um, all right, then. Number one, this pub name, is it real or is it fake? The Jolly Taxpayer. 
Jolly Tax. Or is there any details of where that location might be? Is it an ironic name place at the heart of Westminster? Not particularly. I will tell you where the pub is, but I don't think I'm going to tell you until you've guessed it. Okay. Jolly Taxpayer. I think I think some... No, I don't. I think that's fake. I don't think someone would be that brazen to name it as the Jolly Taxpayer. So you think it's fake? I think it's fake. So it's a real pub. Uh, Jimmy Carr and Ken Dodd wouldn't have a drink. Uh, wouldn't have a drink in there, apparently. Um, obviously, because of recent hey, uh, former uh, things. But now I'm joking, of course. Uh, I think it's closed now, though, and uh, it's a Starbucks, um, oh. which is ironic. <laughs> now I'm only joking. That's that's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's still open, but I, I, I don't, and I don't know if it is actually a Starbucks. But anyway, number two, the Nobody Inn. Nobody, nobody in. in. Oh yeah, uh, that, that'd be, it'd be quite good. To try and make a pun on the fact that a lot of pubs have the word "in" after them. Um, so yeah, sure, there's a stumble in, and that sort of that kind of uh, that kind of probably more stumble out actually when it comes to uh, leaving a pub. You would have thought, as opposed to not often you stumble in unless you're on a big pub crawl. Um, so. I think. Can I just that... chip in as well? The the form of the last pub in the first question, the Jolly Taxpayer, was in Portsmouth. All right, okay. All right, so it's got a bit of a naval theme to it with the Jolly. You would have thought. So the second one, let me have a think. That is, I'm, I'm going to say that that's the Nobody in. I guess that's false. I'm trying to give you booze, but it's not happening, Fisher. There you go. Um, got there in the that's, end. Um, also, that's, that's quite apt for a pub quiz. <laughs> trying to give me some booze. <laughs> Um, no, it's real, um, and it's in Devon in Doddiscomley. Doddiscomley is that is that a place you've heard of before? Never I want to give people before. details if you're ever out on the road and you want to try and find these pubs. But yeah, it's real. So the nobody's in uh, or nobody in it takes its name from a moment in the pub's history when a former landlord's coffin was brought back to the pub for a week, but nobody was there or showed up to the week. So that's where it comes from. Oh, so oh, obviously, well, it would have changed. Yeah, number three then. Well hung in. Well, well hung in. Now, sure, surely you couldn't have somewhere that's at Brazen. Although there is a, isn't there a pub opposite the Sheffield Arena called the Newson Gibbet or Newson Gibbet? Possibly. I've, I think I have heard of, of yeah, that before. Which yeah, is obviously hmm. a reference to hanging people. Um, obviously, quite quite an unusual name. The Well Hung Inn, which obviously, I don't know, has it got sort of a, a picture of a horse outside? Which is obviously <laughs> quite common for common for pubs. I, I again, I think that must be false. No. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You are right with that one. All right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Missed it the button. There you go. You're right. Yeah, that is not a real one. Uh, it's made up, but there is a pub in London called the Hung, Drawn and Quartered. And obviously that, right, yeah. that refers to the historical event uh, Brexit, of course. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, number four, the Skiving Scholar. Skiving Scholar. Um, is that near a university of some form, perhaps? You are correct uh, with that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I think if it was to be real, if it was to be real, yeah, um, which you may have just given the answer away there, or <laughs> it depends how, how much of a game you're playing. I, I think that could be, I think that could be um, a genuine pub name somewhere near a university, yeah, in a university town. Yeah, uh, Plymouth, and it's just off the uni- uh, the Plymouth University campus, apparently. The skiving scholar, because people, you know, when you're at university or college, or whatever, you tend to do a bit of skiving every now and again, don't you? When when the rules get relaxed a little bit, I know you probably didn't fish which is why you probably did really well. Um, but if you remember the Belvedere days at Thomas Rotherham College, oh well, yeah, of course, oh, yeah. You used to go yes. there at lunchtime, yeah, playing the quiz machine, yeah, play pool, spend way too um, much time and money in there. Yeah, um, although now, now at Tesco's, at Morrison's, now at Tesco, yes, bit yeah. disappointing. Yeah, I'd, there's a pub at Leeds University. Well, this, this might be a question that comes up, obviously, but uh, there's a, isn't there a pub in Leeds City Centre nearest the university? It's called the Library. 
which I, I imagine it would Very be confusing. Would be great. Well, it would be great, wouldn't it, if your parents ring up and you're in there? Saying, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the library. I'm in the library. Yeah, working hard. Yeah, yeah, doing plenty in the library. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fourth night in the trop I've been in the library. Well, it's, it's coming to the exam period, isn't it? Uh, number five, sweaty Betty's. Sweaty Betty's. Um, I think uh, that's not a very nice name at all, is it, for a pub? Who who would want to go to the sweaty Betty's? Um, I suppose it's a bit like if you go to Homeforth, aren't there? Some places called like the Wrinkly Stocking and all that sort of stuff in honour of the uh, cafe in Last of the Summer Wine. Mm-hmm. But Sweaty Betty's, I I think that could be true. I think there could be a pub somewhere called the Sweaty Betty's. Nah, I made that one up. Uh, next then, the legend of Oily Johnny's. <laughs> <laughs> legend of Oily Johnny's. Um, well, I suppose there's, a, there's, it there's, there's a faulty condom machine in there, by the way. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it needs to be lubricated a bit more or, or not enough, I don't know. Um, Legend of Oily Johnny's. Where would you? Where on earth would that pub be located other than somewhere kind of in the remote highlands where there was some kind of legend of some form? But I, I, I think that could be true. Well done, yeah. Uh, so it's in Cumbria and it's named after a customer. So it got renamed, the pub got renamed after a customer uh, who used to sell paraffin oil in the pub. So that's where yeah. the oily thing comes from. And I'm guessing he was probably called Johnny. Johnny, I guess, yeah. Unless the, the containers he sold them in were called Johnny's or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Number seven, uh, this is your last one. My father's moustache. Ooh. Father's moustache. Well, I, 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 I'm, I've currently compiled a quiz to do... Well, obviously, we did a quiz in terms yep. of famous moustaches. I have also compiled another quiz that I'm presenting to some other people that have got pictures of people's moustaches on there. It was quite, uh, quite good fun to... To do you're, in the, to you're in the process of, of compiling that, then, are you? I've sent it out, but um, I've not had the responses back. All oh, right, okay. I, I did also do another um, quiz a few months ago where I got pictures of people's moustaches on there. You've you got obsession with moustaches? No, not particularly. I, was, I thought it'd be quite a good. People like the picture round on quizzes, though, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, which obviously is not a very clever thing to say, but in mind, this quiz is purely verbal. Um, but it, it's, it's kind of a decent way to identify people. So I thought it'd be a good one to moustaches. Can identify people from the moustache, so kind of part of the face. Uh, I thought would be a would be a good one. Does so, your Does your father have a moustache? Uh, he has a beard and a moustache. Yeah, does, I've never seen him without a beard. Does it have the remnants of Schweppes lemonade in it? You know, like the droplets of. <laughs> no, no for, I know it's 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 a, it's a difficult concept to get your head around, but my, my father does wash. <laughs> so I've I have never seen him without a beard, though. Right. Okay. But it's fair to say. So, d- 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 father, I think I think the father's moustache could be a real place. Well done. So it's in, La- I think it's Lowell, is how they say, it, in Lincolnshire. Um, strange enough, is actually where my, fa- my father was born. Is it? It is, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so yeah, in Lowell, in Lincolnshire. But there's when I, when, I, when I looked. No, I, sorry, I don't think he was born in in Louth, but I think he moved to Louth at a very young age for a few years. Right. Well, so. it's weird on this because when I went on the website, because I thought, you know, you might be able to find a bit of a story about why some of these pubs have got these names, but there's no reference to really why why they're called My Father's Moustache, so they just they just think it's just a normal name for a pub. Got to call it something, I suppose, haven't you? Well, something I used to do and, and you know, still occasionally do when I'm on my travels is I used to do it with a, a friend of mine from Barnsley College, Gary. Um, when we used to go kind of to UCAS events and things like that, we'd, when we were tra- like driving around different locations we'd have a game where um and i think it's a it's a game that other people play as well where you go past each pub and you take it in turns and the first pub that appears is the next you know in turns that with the next pub you drive past your pub 
and then the one after is the other person's pub. And however many legs your pub name has got adds to your score. So if it's like uh, if it's like the Greyhound, then you get four points. If it's like the yeah. the King or the Queen or whatever, you get two points. You two know? points, yeah. So th- that was a, a good little thing. But if anyone want to play those kind of games um, yeah. and you're bored on travels, that's, that's one for you. Um, so now then, I thought, see how quickly you can go through this list of 12 famous landlords. So these 12 celebrities have all got some sort of pub, okay? And like I said, most of these are pubs rather than restaurants. Uh, one of them might be a little bit more restauranty, but it's kind of still a pub, if you know what I mean, okay? Okay. So... Are you, are you doing it into two words, or have I got uh, to try and... Yeah, there's, or two, you... there's two words for each person. So sometimes these are really easy, but then you can be quite... Sometimes it can be quite difficult, because it's almost like for some people you need more than two words, don't you? Um, but we'll see how we go on. So see if you can smash all 12 of them, Fisher, and how quick you can do it. Are we ready? Yep. Here okay. we go. Your time starts now. So, footballer hair. Footballer hair. Well, David Beckham probably is quite well known for his hair. So I would say. There you go. David Beckham. Yep. Congratulations. Next, uh, Ginger DJ. Uh, I would have thought that probably is Chris Evans, who's got he's got loads of pubs, cars, all that sort of stuff. So. Next, Ginger Singer. Ginger Singer, or well, it's, it's one or two, isn't it? It's yeah. either it could be could be Mick Hucknall, but I think it's probably Ed Sheeran. I think has got a pub in his garden at his place he lives at in Suffolk. Are you locking that in? Yeah, let's lock in Ed Sheeran. Well done. That's three out of three. Next, chat host. Now this got tough. Chat host. Sorry, uh, you you your signal dropped out a little bit there, Jim. But mine did, so I didn't quite catch that. Chat host. Chat host. Okay. Uh, so that could be. Uh, that's not particularly very. That's, that's a bit broad, isn't it? Really, because that doesn't really na- nail it down. To, I was struggling to to right, nail it down to sort of potentially a lot of people. It could be. <laughs> it could be Michael Parkinson. It could be Alan Carr. It could be. Any, well, anyone who hosts chat show basically it could be Graham Norton. Who are you going to lock in? So, um. Oh, who would I like to lock in a pub? Um. <laughs> I'm going to say chat host. I. Go on, let's say Michael Parkinson. Well done. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. When you said that first of all, I can't believe he's got it on his first one. Next then. Sci- you what, you what you should have said for Michael Parkinson was Parker Penn. Yeah, I was... And I would have got, got it. I was thinking about that. But anyway, um, next, Science Chef. Science... Oh, Science Chef. So I'm assuming this is probably someone who is a chef, at a guess who does sort of some unusual recipes and different things with their food. So maybe someone like Heston Blumenthal. Well done, you know, five out of five. Little he fa- likes to do some slow roast badger or whatever he does. Licorice yeah. main courses and stuff like that. Little thing yeah. here, he, he he possibly, nearly, he could have want, he could have become my technically my step-uncle at some stage right. in my life. That's just a little fact for you there. Maybe we'll come back to it at the end. Wouldn't um, it be great if you did the catering for your wedding, right? So we've got some <laughs> caramelised iPad going on your uh, on your cheese and onion macaroons. Yeah, we're fine. Next then, actor Gandalf. Uh, well, that must be uh, the fellow who plays Gandalf in Lord of the Rings films, who is Sir Ian McKellen, I think. Is that right? Well done. Six out of six. Next, director Madonna. Um, oh, it must be that guy. Yeah, yeah, Guy Ritchie, surely. <laughs> I, I'd have the full, full answer. Uh, next then, 
Um, model racer. This, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna struggle here. Model, model racer. Model, and and no. I'll give you an extra tip. This uh, is no, the, no, no, oh, I don't want it. Don't want it. Don't want no, it. No, it, it's no, no. I don't want it. I don't want it because I think it might be Jodie Kidd. Oh, well done. How did you get that? Anyway, well, because she's a, she's a model and she's quite keen on racing cars. Oh, well done. Um, I was gonna say she's the only female on the list, and that's what there's your little extra clue. But well done. Uh, next then, cricketer, Saturdays. Oh, cricketer Saturdays. Oh, this so was a cricket player, and Saturday. It's Saturdays obviously could be a reference to playing cricket, but I don't think it is. I think it might be a reference to the band the Saturdays, and I think. Molly King from the Saturdays goes out with Stuart Broad, who plays cricket for England, who owns a pub company called the Cat and Wickets, I think, something like well that. Well done. Pub. Well done. Fisher, you're doing well. You've only got three to go. Next, then. Actor, Luther. Uh, well, obviously, it must be Luther Van Dross, clearly. <laughs> uh, more, more commonly known as a singer. Um, but uh, actor Luther, uh, was, was it Idris Elba who played Luther? Well done. Uh, two Obviously, to you, go. Can, you can go to you can go to the toilets in that pub, but they are a long way away. It's quite <laughs> a loop bar experience, isn't it? Uh, next, um, singer, Bedlam. Now this was a tough one. I, I went with that in the end. I could have gone with something different, but singer Bedlam. Bedlam. Well, it's, it's, it's obviously. Well, I'm assuming it's a singer, and Bedlam. The, what I would think of a lot of pubs, obviously at the moment, are Bedlam. So that probably doesn't narrow it down. But in particular, back in 2005, the album Back to Bedlam was released by James Blunt. Oh, well done. And to make it 12 out of 12, Fisher, this is going to be tough, okay? This was the toughest one. Never Gunner. Never Gunner. So it's someone who obviously is a massive, massive fan of Tottenham Hotspurs, would never support Arsenal. It's just the implication from that thing. So, could it be Lord Sugar? No, I don't think it's going to be Lord Sugar. I think um, I'm tempted to give up, but I'm never going to give up. Is it Rick Astley? Hey! Oh, Fisher, well done. <laughs> and on everyone on the team, on your feet, everyone. Incredible. 12 out of 12. I wonder if anyone at home would have got the same score. You bet you're pleased with that, aren't you? Oh, I know, I know me pubs, Jimbo. I, I mean, pubs. I think I've got to say that, you know, the, the two words that I gave you were pretty good picks as well. Like I said, going back to some of those, yeah, I did think about the sort of, um, the, the Parkinson one was the one that you nearly tripped up on, I suppose, but I, I was struggling. Mm. I was thinking about Parker Penn or I could have gone Barnsley host, maybe that might have helped. Thinking, yeah. looking back, uh, yeah, Eston Blumenthal possibly at some stage could have become my step uncle, uh, but right. didn't, and that's uh, all I need to say about that story because it's uh, yeah. anyway. What a what a what a fantastic anecdote that was, Jimbo. There you really, go. Really good. That's, <laughs> tell you what, you could go on Parkinson and talk about that. It'd be there saying, and oh, I, I, I remember my great friend Billy Conley. We should have, we should have said that actually, <laughs> Billy Conley, as you. Um, thing for Parkinson I've got, and, and, and I've got my friend here Jimbo uh, he used to be known as Adam but nowadays he goes by the name Jim so <laughs> I, I believe you know that Heston Blumenthal <laughs> uh, well yes yes I, uh, it could have been my step uncle um, but there we go did you enjoy that fish? Uh, yes thank you it was very good there almost as good as being in a pub itself the Waste of Web Space podcast you can find us online 
wasteofwebspace.co.uk. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and fish is always on Pornhub, dirty boy. So I think that brings to an end our Waste of Web Space podcast episode 70 for today. Um, thank you very much for uh, listening to us this afternoon uh, or watching us live if you have been or if you're listening to us after we've broadcasted this or whatever, which a lot of people will do. Um, as always, please do feel to get in touch. Uh, any Anything you want to chip in with for future episodes, we always appreciate any input and we'd always give you a shout out and things like that. Uh, let us know how you got on in our little quizzes if you had a go yourself uh, and if you managed to get something that Fisher didn't or get something that I didn't. We'd like to know. Great. I didn't get something. I didn't. I got twelve out of twelve in that last bit. You did, anyway. Um, you're only you're only as good as your last quiz. Exactly. So, um, thank you very much, Fish. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on wasteofwebspace.co.uk, um, at Waste of Webspace on Twitter, Facebook as well, and Instagram now as well. And of course, you can you know if, if you if you if you're watching this live or you're watching it and you want to like kind of listen to this instead, not as well as I mean that's just yeah just. If if you are watching this, if you are listening to it, just shut your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> same thing, you know. <laughs> but if it's the kind of thing you want to do on, a, in, on the commute in the car and you want to actually listen, uh, then obviously we are on all the sort of uh, podcasting platforms now. Really, even Spotify, which is the latest one that we're on, so you can subscribe and listen on there and leave us reviews as well. We always love the reviews. We'll always read them out, good or bad, probably. Yeah, anyway, rather read the good ones if that's okay, please. <laughs> And talk talk about on the commute. You don't, you can't commute in at the moment, can you? Because you should be working from home if you can work from home. True. Unless you need to go into work, in which case going to work. Yeah. It's a clear advice. <laughs> so thank. We've done twenty. Uh, is it at Christmas time we did episode fifty? So we've already done twenty episodes this year. Yeah. Which I think is a reasonable um, reasonable rate of knots. We're above last year's listening figures as well already. So halfway through the year, we are well more than halfway now. We're we're above last year's listening figures as well. Just just for well, a little yeah, but, bit of info for you, Fisher. But we've probably produced twice as many podcasts, so I'm not really sure that's <laughs> saying a huge amount, oh, to be honest. Stop poo-pooing our work. See you later. All right, see you next week. Bye-bye.